Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. She packed my bags last night pre fly. Zero hours, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely. Out in space Such a timeless flight I think it's gonna be a long, long time Touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home No, 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 no I'm a rocket man Rocket man Welcome to episode, uh, take two. Welcome to episode 162 of the After Lodge podcast. Uh, brought to you from back home in the bowels of the Google Plex. One day I'm going to find out actually where we're coming from. There's a lot of back tracing of IPs. Uh, Everywhere. And yeah. firewalls. The Google. Yes, there are seven firewalls actually. Get through all of them. Uh, the voices you hear in the background, of course, are Worshipful Producer Bruce. Good evening, John. And our, our good pal, uh, Swim, Bike, Run, Run, and then eat an Oreo. Uh, or as we like to call him, Nick. <laughs> What's going on, guys? And I have to eat Oreos. I have this thing. I have this thing where I consume 5,000 calories a day. Yeah. It's called eating. We were talking before the show about why you do the things by choice. I too used to live a lifestyle that required me to maintain a four to five thousand calorie diet, and then I left the military and didn't do that anymore because I don't have to. Of course, now I'm fat. So yeah. Well, so. There you go. I have a triathlon coming up in a couple of weeks and my coach is giving me these really crazy workouts. So like, for example, she'd be like, oh, I need you to wake up at five and go swim two miles. And I'm like, that sucks. Can, Your can, I, coach. can I do it at seven? No. <laughs> no, no, it has to be at five. Yeah. <laughs> You're so coach. Yeah. <coughs> what happened? 
You have a coach? Yeah, I have a triathlon coach. So I'm doing, at the end of this year, I'll be doing an Ironman triathlon, which is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a 26.2 mile run consecutively. All done, hopefully within 10 so, hours. You know that like the epic run in Marathon, for which marathons are named, became famous because that guy died at the end, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, it was 26 miles, but then some queen was like, eh, I can't really see it from my balcony. Can you guys scoot up to finish line? Thus, I've always wondered why that was. Thus, 26 miles, 365 yards? 26.2. I just figured yeah. it was some kind of weird, uh, you know, non-metric conversion thing. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I think it's some historic thing. <clears throat> I've never actually done a marathon i've done quite a few mini marathons so the 13 milers um never did the full one though i, I just always felt like it was unnecessarily punishing myself <laughs> i've done some several yard sprints yeah that's usually when you're cutting in front of me at the dinner line yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a freemason cyclist gr private Facebook group on Facebook. It's called the Freemason <laughs> Cycling Club. There's 120 guys there. Um, okay, pretty cool. Everybody just every week they're like, "What'd you do this week?" And everyone's like, "Ah, this many, that many." Went to lodge and biked. It's yeah, a very oddly specific group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about Freemasonry is it takes all kinds. If um, I can find a, like a Freemasonry chess club. So we used to have one. Um, it got to the point where we were going to host tournaments at the lodge, and then what? Well, it didn't materialize. But yeah, that oh, we had some really awesome. avid chess players for a short time. It lasted what happened? less than a year. Who are these guys? We need to get so, this going. Well, so Jason and I used to always play chess. That's in fact we're the main reason there's a chess table in the dining room. Okay. Um, now it's just kind of there for display. But uh, we would always do that. And then Tony jumped in, and Marshall jumped in. And then one night we had some visitors and we were like trash talking over the chess table. And like a couple of them uh -oh. were like super into chess. And then we were there forever into the AM playing chess. And then they brought friends the next time and like some extra boards. And it just kind of grew from there. And lodge night was like chess night for about seven months or so. That is fantastic. Yeah, and then it we were starting to have a tournament thing, and I, I know what happened with it is uh, a brother that we all know and love I showed up. Oh. decided to take charge of organizing this chess tournament, and then none of those people came back. And by we all know and love, I mean none of you really know or love him. Uh, it's not Jason. <laughs> uh, it was the guy that was trying to run everything at the time. And mm -hmm. I think he just pissed all those guys off, and then it sputtered out. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Reignite that. It only takes one, you know. Maybe um, I could uh, get your brother involved. We could do it as a uh, co-thing, you know, with that other thing he's doing. Oh, my, my brother, the comic shop guy, the... Uh, yes. Uh, oh, what is his name on the Big Bang Theory? Stuart. Stuart. Yes, my younger brother is... Kind of like Stuart. If you had to 
in that he owns a comic book store. That's really it. <laughs> if you had to group together all the people in your lodge, which Big Bang Theories member is most common? In our lodge? This, hmm. the, one of Penny's boyfriends, I guess. I, was, I, was <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I watch enough Big Bang Theory to, to, to be able to answer that. One of Penny's boyfriends, I, I think, would be nice. most of it. Um, or, you know, the, the last season when they were working on that uh, project for the Department of Defense? Mm. The general? Yeah. There's quite a few of those. <laughs> Interesting. Um, the one that's, like, real intimidating, but turns out he's just kind of a nice guy, but he pretends to be a jerk. Mm. Yeah, we got a lot of those. Um, and a... I would say a lot of Rajas also. That would be funnier if Bruce watched the show enough to get why that's oh. not true at all. I was he's just trying to see. Yeah. Indian guy, I guess. He's the guy that's so well, quiet. He doesn't ever talk. Yes. Uh, and then later he becomes this super flamboyant, like, lady man. Who's not gay. Just a very effeminate dude. So, you have any uh, big exciting things this past week, Nick? See, I did the swim thing, the bike thing, the run thing. I mean, like Freemasonry related, not you know trying to kill yourself. Oh no! Fun fact: because we had five weeks last month, nothing's planned that week. Oh. Yeah, around here, like a a fifth weekend is when everybody does all of their stuff on the fifth Saturday. Our lodge used to do fifth Saturday stuff, and then we stopped because everyone else is. I well, think... it was it was unfortunate because last month there was a fifth Friday, but not a fifth Saturday. So I guess I guess that's yes. gonna be this month. Huh? No, I I hate fifth Saturday months. Like going three weeks between lodge makes me sad. I like having a night I can like do something. I work six days a week. You got two I, Saturdays a month. Exactly. I have to do one month's worth of things in two days. Doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, yeah, we all do it. That's the downside to having a lodge that meets on Saturday is like everybody else's stuff, family things, and so on are always on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the upside is that you know people can actually come to lodge and stay at lodge. So it's it's a it's a double edged sword. Does your lodge have Wi Fi? It does. It does. Was there any resistance when you uh, guys got that? Uh, well, so there was. So I just said screw it, and I bought an internet connection. I knew you were going to say that. And I paid for it for a couple of years. And then when I said, hey, I've got 4G on my phone and I just tether it to my laptop for secretary stuff. So I'm not going to pay for Wi-Fi anymore. Our social club decided not only did we need to pick up the bill, but we needed to upgrade to a faster connection. See, that's what he did. He hooked them. He gave them the, yes. the free trial. And it was, was like, like hey, guys, I'm going to be getting rid of this. They're like, what? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody was using it. It It's like a thing now. Um mm. Everybody wants to become a master mason so they can get the Wi-Fi key. 
<laughs> do, do you guys have some silly password? Not, not really. It's just a. I mean, it kind of is because it's you know Masonic related, but um, no. Uh, I somebody said we should use the uh, use the master's word. No, and then I thought I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh-uh. Because then somebody's at rents out the building and they want the Wi-Fi key, and you're like, right. oh yeah, here, let me write it down for you. Yes. Like, and then some ladies like, on Facebook, like, I know the Mason password. <laughs> You're like, I cannot give it. <laughs> oh, how cool would it be to build an authentication system that like tries a Mason like in true form? <laughs> you think you're going to enter a username and password and then it like locks you out and it's like, uh, wrong. Oh. You have to like interact with it. Like there's a button down at the bottom that has other options. You have to no. You you have to put in like a hundred questions, and it asks like four yes. or five of them at random. Uh, we were actually talking about that in the Freemasonry IRC, I think late last week. On what somebody's like, oh, I'm ready to submit my catechism so I could become, you know. So he submits that he knows his catechism, and then he becomes a. They schedule his master mason degree, but he lived in. South Carolina, I think, somewhere where it's only mouth to ear. Oh, what? I, I, I was just thinking. Did you did you find yourself an international? Did you? No. Know? But one of the guys international internationally was like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> I've uh, I've met a few international Freemason types. It gets real awkward when I figure that out, and then I'm like, "Oh." I'm still lost well, on what you're talking about. And then you just oh. slowly back away until you're in yes. the bushes and they can't see you anymore. The the I F and A M. It's a it's a Clandy Lodge. Oh no 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 no! They were they were a legit lodge. Um, it's one of the oh. regulars. An IRC. No, we were just talking about. So in Massachusetts, you don't have to learn the fifty or sixty question catechism. You only some most lodges, most of the time, you have to learn just a part of something. But he had to learn everything mouth to ear in florida you get a little yes. book that you could study out of that's oh no that's bull stuff that's how we do it here in our jurisdiction we make them Which learn mouth to ear mouth the ear. whole thing serious all oh, what, yeah. like 60 questions yeah and then they have to do it the examination is in front of the open lodge and you have to satisfy the majority present that you had some idea of what you were doing yeah which yeah. kind of makes the fact that we've been raising so yeah, It should years. be Nick. You got to earn that. Come on. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> nope. Congratulations on passing a test one time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's better than not passing a test well, one time. Then you pass right? it, and then the next guy gets initiated, <laughs> and you're the newest guy raised, so you get the luxury of lecturing that brother a lot of times oh really and so then you really learn the catechism because then you actually have to learn it because you know one of the best ways to learn something is to teach it then you have to actually know it in order to teach it mm. you can't rely on the teacher to help you when you get stuck so it's kind of a trial by fire thing in our lodge and also because everyone's so busy that like lecturing candidates is Something that gets pawned off on whoever it can get pawned off on. Yeah. Josh. 
Yeah, which kind of stinks because I I really enjoy doing that. I just don't have enough time. Like if I if I was retired, I'd I'd just be lecturing everybody, because then I could you know it, it would kind of be like uh, kind of be like how Tony's people have taken over public education and indoctrinated our children. Like I would do that with my lodge. Mm. It would be great, and then we would have a whole cast of newly made master masons that think just like Harlan. <laughs> Imagine the possibilities. <laughs> so uh bruce when i uh At least they know the word. when i retire uh, yeah. you see i made a funny there because you know you're never when i retire, retire we're never gonna retire that's you're, that's you're not in the cards for us right yeah well i mean if you don't count on social security or any kind of thing like that to keep you afloat maybe there's hope well the fact that my career will still be a career in 30 years. Wait. Yeah, but you got a pension. All you uh, milkmen get the like National Milkman's Retirement Fund or something. Yeah. No, that's that's a thing. That's what I'm saying. As 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 long as as, as long as that business still exists in 20 years, I'm good. I don't need social security or Yeah, you All suck. You you just need to make sure that Elon Musk doesn't wake up one day and want to get rid of your job. That's, that's true. That's the only thing you have to work watch out for. He'll, He's too he'll, concerned with you know making his fucking making his rockets land and stuff. You know, but maybe that is to replace your job. You're gonna have like rocket delivered milk. Maybe it's to right to substitute our job. We will be you know flying mail like all the other planets need mail, right? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to deliver the mail on Mars. Like, once you get it to the surface, somebody's got to carry it the last mile. How are they going to get their Amazon, Harlan? I think that's you, buddy. I think you're going to Mars. I'll be flying that Amazon rocket. You're going to be the grumpy old guy on Mars, like, walking through (laughs) the the negative 200 degree... (laughs) ...trying to get that parcel to the next settlement. (laughs) Hey, how many packages would you say you deliver in a day that are from Amazon? Do you want like a number or a percentage? Percentage is fine. Half. Half? Really? Half of the packages or like half of everything you take? Half the parcels I deliver every day are Amazon. What other half would he be talking about? Like the stuff that goes in envelopes? I think he meant the mail in general. Harlan does not realize how much people still use that. Harlan, I deliver about (laughs) 4,000 letters every day. And I have a small use. I still use letters extensively, but it's like only... Part of your job? A a requirement for your profession? (laughs) Like somehow attorneys haven't got with the time, so everything in the law... There's no way to get with it! You need a personal signature. You can't do that over email. Well, you can, but you need a person accountable. Uh, we could find a way. Yeah. Uh, Not actually, saying we want to get rid of your job, but like, right. So in my line of work, when I have to serve papers, for somebody, <laughs> it's a corporation usually, and so you just send it to the Secretary of State, and then, but you still have to send it through the mail. So I can't just like email the Secretary of State's office. It's 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 really dumb. I, I hate printing things and stuffing envelopes because I don't do enough of it Postage. to have like a full time secretary to just do all of that. I've only got like help some of the time, and it's. Eh. I was gonna say I thought you got one of those. Yeah, um, 
I did, but it, it's like a part-time thing and it's more about doing mundane th- things more mundane than actually stuffing envelopes. And I know it's hard to believe there's something more mundane than that, but <laughs> there is. Uh, you could be pouring through like financial statements and trying to find line items that match certain criteria to total them up on form 57 C three nine. And yeah, it's, so, it's so, so data entry. <laughs> yes. Um, I hate that stuff so much that I eventually broke down to pay someone else to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's working out slowly. Uh, new people take time to get up to speed. So it's actually taking me more time right now than it would to do it myself. But eventually, eventually I'll get there. So uh, we uh, we had the district meeting this past weekend. Oh, yeah? How'd it go? That happened. Uh, uh, it, 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 it went. Harlan, are we going to? Well, well uh, Bruce, I, I don't think we're going to go into that much. But, uh, you know, Bruce <laughs> made the report of our lodge because we have to do this thing where, like, all the lodges in the district talk about you know what they've done in the past year and how many people they've initiated passed and raised and lost and gained and so on and hold on so set the stage for us so everybody meets at where some lodge or uh, we meet at the high school, high school. In the auditorium. auditorium okay everybody's there like or is it like, uh, there are a, a certain number of people from each lodge so so the master from each lodge obviously <laughs> uh in almost every case, the wardens from each each lodge. Uh, there are several officers, and then a, a number of the craft. I think the most from one lodge was twenty-two. Is that right, Harlan? Yeah. I mean, we had. I think we had uh, what eleven guys counting you. Yes. So there weren't a lot of guys just skipped it from our lodge, but because district meetings are incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> but yes. so a lot of guys <laughs> will avoid it at all costs. Uh, mostly so, because we're going through and listening to those state of the lodge reports. And then the fewest amount was, <clears throat> I think, four. So every lodge there has, you know, let's let's say roughly Nick ten people. Um, mm. And then, you know, he the the guy gets up there, and then each lodge one by one stands up and reads their little report for what their lodge did the past year. There's about 150 guys there packed into the auditorium. The uh, purple people leaders are up on the stage. The district deputies up there. We kind of make a lodge out of the auditorium. So the east is like the center of the stage. And then we put the altar down in the in the aisleway. And you create the south and west just somewhere down on the middle of the floor. And you make it work. You make it work. Yeah. Uh, it actually works out better than it sounds. Um, it's It's pretty smooth. <clears throat> in our district, we've been having the district meeting in that same high school since I've been a Mason. So I think we've just got a system down. Yeah. Uh, what a really the the biggest noteworthy thing, at least that I'm proud of, is is every lodge was sitting there talking about how many they uh, you know initiated, passed, and raised. And every lodge was like, "We didn't raise any this year. We didn't raise any this year." And it gets to me, and I'm like, "We raised eight. Nice. Yeah. Um, which. Is is often frustrating for us because, uh, as you were, we were saying earlier that grand lodges are always, always going on about these ideas that they have about you know what can we do the young guys we we raise them then they don't come back how can we keep people interested in masonry and and you know prosper the craft and there's all these ideas that get get passed around most of which actually do the opposite of what they're trying to do 
And so then you have a lodge who's actually doing it and being successful at it. But any ideas they have are just, just crazy, crazy. We got to listen to the guys from that lodge over there that like half the lodge are 50 year members and they haven't initiated anyone in six years, but they know how to bring it back. Cause I, I, I don't know. It, it's insane. So a lot of the grievances that we were discussing off the air about, uh, about, things going on in our in our jurisdiction um are, are kind of reflective of that right like our lodge apparently knows something about how to do this because the proof is in the pudding but we can't get any traction with the powers that be mm. uh and it, it's been like that for a while it's like why, why don't you ever listen to the lodges that are doing what you say you want to do right um so because we're I, too busy getting chastised by uh, the, the, the biggest of the purple people eaters. Oh, yes, yes. We While did his mini-me stares us directly in the eyes. <laughs> Bruce and I were sitting down on the front row, and we had uh, we had some Grand Lodge folks just uh, looking at Bruce the whole time. Well, most of the time, when they weren't looking at me. And there was like a special announcement. You know, like when, when somebody gets in trouble in a, in a group or like in a school, and then... Like the and, teacher has to make this announcement in, in yeah. such a way that, like, she sounds like she's not calling out anyone in particular, but everyone knows who she's Everybody about. knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we had we had our little moment like that uh, where the, the Grandmaster is, is uh, uh, laying down the law, if you will. And, like, everybody knows why, why that subject was a thing. It's it's actually really fortunate, Arlen, now that I think about it. I didn't think about this at the time, but I'm glad I was sitting in the front row because if I had been sitting in the back, I don't think I could have handled everybody in everybody. the audience turning and looking oh, yes. at me. Yes, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have to see any of that because it was probably happening behind me. Nope, I positioned you strategically. Awesome. And also because I didn't want to leave wheels by himself because uh, he was over in like the handicap spot and no one was sitting over there. So mm-hmm. Bruce and I went over there. Uh, nice. Yeah, so then then the meeting's over, and of course the whole Grand Lodge is here, as well as the uh, all of the candidates for Grand Junior Warden, etc. So I immediately, like before this guy can get a chance to get out, I grab the one guy who's running for Jan- Grand Junior Warden thus far, and before I realized what I was doing, I realized that I, I may as well have got like one of those spotlights and started shining it in his face and tell me what I want to know. Uh, I was really pressing him on some issues that are near and dear to our lodge. And he, he kind of had the deer in, deer in headlights look because I ambushed him. And I, I, that wasn't my intention. I just wanted to catch him before he like got absorbed by everybody else trying to talk to him, right? And then uh, then one of the other purple people eaters, I guess, came to save him. And then I ended up talking to that guy. And uh, we, we had this whole thing with like our lodge as a united front, right? We, we were going to... We're gonna let the purple people ears know how displeased we are. Um, so I, I, we end up walking outside, me and this this big Grand Lodge guy, and uh, to hear accounts from other guys, I wasn't doing a very good job of having a poker face. So uh, it was clear that I was not happy, and. Uh, we're out here doing this, and at some point I turn around thinking, like, you know, the rest of my lodge is here, and they're all going to be standing right beside me, nodding their heads. I turn around, there's nobody. Like, Bruce and my it brother. Was, it like, was literally just me and your youngest yes, brother. Yes, 
you guys are like far enough away that like you're out of swinging distance. <laughs> what happened to the United Front, guys? We're united. United. I, I, I do have to say the after lodge at the uh, district meeting sucks. I have never seen 150 people clear out of a place so quickly in my life. I would say probably oh, yeah. 15 minutes after the gavel went down, everybody was gone. Really? Yeah. Disappeared. Yeah. Well, except for you know me and yeah, Bruce except for and my literally the four of us and the uh, the district deputy and the grand lodge guy that I had like cornered and wouldn't let leave. And then we stayed there for like two hours. Yeah. Uh, finally, he managed to squeeze out and was like, "I gotta go home." Uh, I didn't get anywhere on on the issue that concerns me. Uh, it, since anybody wants to know how the story ends, it was basically I wasted a couple hours of my time. Uh, you made like, your uh, feelings known. Oh, oh, I did. I did. I, I, I probably marked myself in one way or another, but nah, that's Grand Lodge politics. Well, you might have got him a little so, more on your side, and that's going to matter down the road. Maybe. Um, time will tell, but I then went to Josh's house to blow off steam because he lives right across the street from that high school <coughs> uh, and ran into Cartman over there. And so I hung out there for a little while. Oh, that's where they went. Yep. And then I meandered home. Uh, still early. I got home at, like, it was before one, which, it was our lodge night. So I was a little disappointed to be rolling up to my house and it's not one <laughs> o'clock yet. Typically, lodge night for me is like a 2 a.m. proposition. Ah, uh, that's, yeah. That's how it was in Massachusetts. Man. I mean,. No, it wasn't. We went yeah. home right when we had to. Well, I mean, I, I'm at Lodge the whole time. With very, We're at home. Very few exceptions. I mean, We're at home not doing it. Anyway, let's go on. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's been a couple of rare nights like where we'll go out to, uh, especially when as producer Marshall's brother owned the big bar in town. Uh, there was a private room there for us, and we were going there after Lodge a couple times, but then, you know, that place went out of business quickly. Probably because, you know. You said we aside a special room for us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it's not there. Most of the time, though, I'm actually at Lodge, which my wife could not believe until she was at some family function one night, and so we drove together. And then she realized, holy crap, he really does sit here and shoot the breeze until <laughs> the a.m. hours. I told her she could have walked home, but I don't know. She's scared of my neighborhood. We had like just got married, so she wasn't familiar with the neighborhood yet. Um, it's a really nice neighborhood. And I live like three blocks away from the lodge, so she could just walk home. But she wasn't having any of it. So she sat there. And listen to Tony and I. And so it was like my wife and his wife falling asleep on the table. And we're still going at it and making more coffee. That's how Lodge is supposed to work. That's awesome. Um, that doesn't happen so much anymore. <clears throat> but, you know, he's busy. He got the big important job now. Being some small time manager for the entire country. <laughs> He plays up his job like he's like, oh, I'm just like a, I'm just a regional sales rep. 
it's not like that big of a thing or it doesn't sound like that big of a thing until you realize his region is the United States of America. That's awesome. He has like other mini regional reps who work for him. And so, yeah, you wouldn't expect that with the, the bumpkin that comes on the show and uh, talks about whatever it is he's talking about on a given week. That's all an act, fellas. This guy's like rolling in it. He is a big shot. He wears cufflinks and Armani suits. It's it's all a show. I'd Have like ever... to see him at work. That would be a very uh, different face for him, I think. No, no, it's not. That's why he's so successful, because he puts on that country bumpkin routine, mm-hmm. like that good old boy thing. All shucks. And he, he plays that up, and people eat it. Like, they, they eat it like it's ice cream. And whenever I see it happening, I, I just want to go and, like, slap sense into them. Like, he's conning you right now. And he's like, oh, gee, I don't know if we if we yes. could. I mean, that's exactly what he does. <laughs> that's why he's so good at that act when he's on the show, because it's like second nature to him now. He just does it. That's how he makes his living. And then he comes to Lodge and like sits back and and drinks coffee and talks about like high philosophy and whatnot. Because he's really? super well read and it, people are dumbfounded. They're like, wait, I thought you were like the dumb old propane guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Such a con. Like, but he's built his his, you know, family, empire, fortune, whatever, off of playing that country bumpkin role. Mm. Sometimes he has to live it too, though. Uh were you around like the state fair that year, Bruce, when we got all of the all of the torrential rain and everything was flooding? Mm, I don't believe so. Oh. You know, he used to like be the, the propane dis- provider for all of the state fair stuff. Like he was the guy. And so oh, he was know that. at the fair and he would be wheeling his truck in and out, providing cylinders and whatnot back when he owned the propane company. And uh, yeah, he used to be able to get us like those admission passes or whatnot. And so I'd be in the state fair wearing like a uh, vendor pass because he didn't need it that day and I didn't want to pay the $30 or whatever. So anyway, uh, it flooded and like he sent all of his help home and then he was just going to go grab these last cylinders from like the, the food court thing. And he goes out there and it is just completely flooded and all of his most expensive cylinders are out floating in the middle of the water and so he swam out there and he's like trying to straddle these things he's a real big guy and you know it's a propane cylinder so it's round and so he's just like tumbling over them over and over again trying to like get them back to somewhere where we can get them on dry land and i didn't have a a smartphone at the time or i would have made a video because it was most of the time the country bumpkin thing is just an act but that night that night it was real he was so I, I don't know what's i don't know what's the real tony's what i'm getting at i don't know if the the thing he does at lodge where he i think he's being his true self is an act or if the bumpkin thing is an act but i'm pretty sure it's the latter so when tony gets back on the show one of you can drill him about that i think oh, it's all an act I feel like he goes home every night and just like grins at himself in the mirror for an hour straight. Like you just takes off me. his face because it's a mask and you feel yeah. just some evil looking dude down in there <laughs> with a British accent. <laughs> with a British accent. Just to tie it off. And a monocle. Yeah. monocle. 
Uh, so yeah, that guy is quite the enigma. But now the entire After Lodge audience is onto his secrets. So don't be fooled the next time he's on playing his huh. his country hick preacher routine. I would like to say I don't fall for it anymore, but I still do, like every single time. I I still do, and it's it's like ten years later. Right. Um, I think his kids are confused too. So it was our real dad. Right. I don't know oh. how I got on that, but uh, it was something that needed to be shared. Oddly enough, that reminded me. I was in Disney World this past weekend, and. I was buying something, and this woman goes, here you go, brother, and just stares <laughs> at you, right? And just stares You're at you waiting. Gopher. <laughs> and and it's Disney World. I got a, like a three-year-old on my shoulders. It's, it's, I mean, it's Disney World. I'm focused on a whole lot of other things. Mickey Mouse could be walking by any second. Like, and I was like, oh, thanks. And I started walking away. I was like, wait. And I turned around, and she's like, huh? 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 <laughs> And she's like, her mouth is open, and she's like, still bug eyed at me, like, yeah, yeah. I said, she's, she, she's waiting for you to do something, dude. You <laughs> yeah. should have given her like just a random sign, like not one of our signs, just some <laughs> sign, <laughs> just like Wait. the sign from the Little Rascals or something. Like, um, <laughs> were you wearing like, that shirt? Oh, uh, for everybody listening, I have a shirt that says Mason on it. No, I was wearing one of my seven other well, mason shirts it doesn't just say mason on it the o is an eastern star emblem and she might have thought you were in the star maybe she's so, an eastern star lady so i so i went back and i started talking to her and no one has any any idea what's going on there's a huge line forming and she's like i'm a rainbow girl and you look too young to be a mason are you a mason and i was like the rainbow girl yeah you said rainbow girl and you're like a hundred years old. <laughs> you you got to watch out for those rainbow girls. Like, like they're all like female version, little female versions of Tony. Yeah, like they will screw with you. <laughs> they they can be very wily. They actually one of my favorite things to do at the fair back in the day was watch the rainbow girl screw at Jason. Those were good times. Yeah, sounds like good times. Yeah, they're they're very crafty. Like they're very witty, and they'll pull a fast one over you and laugh at you at your own expense, and you won't even know what's funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, Rainbow Girls are something else. So yeah. So anyway, so she was like, oh, "I'm a Rainbow Girl. Are you a Mason?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. I have the ring, and there's a tattoo behind me. Like what? <laughs> Pretty well." And it's funny because my fiance is like, "Are you gonna wear all your Masonic stuff again?" And I'm always like. Pfft. No, do you know where my Masonic socks are? I will, while you're putting it on, right? <laughs> it's like one of those guys. Oh, well, when I'm at Disney World, I think so. Anyway, so this past weekend, I think I got like four guys and then her to stop me and say something again with the whole bug eyed, like, huh, huh. And I'm always like, okay, cool, cool. hey, yeah. where are you okay. from? I don't know what just happened, but that was really kind of cool. <laughs> You talking about you blowing smoke out of your vape? No, I'm talking about what just happened with your transmission. Did you see that, Bruce? No. Oh, nothing weird happened for you? Are you on drugs? What do you have in that vape? You know that stuff's not regulated. Maybe it was just me. Like you started breaking up and sounded all like robot like and whatnot. It was eh. it must just be you. Oh it's probably looking at some beach body men or something on YouTube and eating the bandwidth. 
Maybe it was me. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the IRC. Anyway, Nick. Anyway, so that's it. So they were like, "Hey, what's up, brother? Huh? Huh? Huh?" And you're like, "Yeah. yeah. Have a good day." Right, because it's all this like I don't know. Yeah, like it's... like what do you what do you, do you want to run somewhere and have a lodge real quick or like <laughs> what's what, what, what's, what's it, the plan here? I love my fiance because if I'm like holding our nephew or her nephew or something and and she'll be like, oh, let's go. Or like last week or a couple weeks ago when I was at Best Buy, everybody was like, what is he doing? Like, why is he saying hi to the security guard? Who shakes the security guard's hand at Best Buy? And she's like, he's probably a mason. Just move on. You'll be there all day. <laughs> um, so she's starting to understand. That's good. Yeah, the foundations of a healthy marriage. Yeah, she's totally for it. And if like the other masons with a wife or a husband or something she'll go chat with them um but in yeah yeah it's not really for it she just acknowledges that it's part of who i am and it comes with the package so she just wanders off and does something else (laughs) yeah no mine's pretty good but in massachusetts like we recognize prince hall florida we don't and i'm like that weird like so like if a prince hall mason comes up and goes what's up bro i'd be like hello sir you're like wait a minute where are we okay like, yeah hi hello how are you <laughs> hello good it's day, like, sir did i did i pay my dues this year yeah i'm still florida <laughs> mason still florida mason hi <laughs> so i've found um in those situations uh, for example, if I encounter Prince Hall guys in a different jurisdiction because our state only recognizes ours, uh, I just say screw it and shake their hand and talk to them and whatnot. I don't talk to them about anything that I would only be able to talk to a, a regular lodge brother about. But I have no problem, you know, chatting with them about, you know, what lodge are you from, what's your lodge do, yada yada yada. Now I don't think before... you're breaking any rules doing that. Before some people go crazy, do you shake their hand or do you shake their hand? I'm not going to say one way or the other uh, on the intertubes. You were just supposed to say, oh, I just shake their hand. What I'm saying is that no one, there's there's not, well, I don't know, you're in, you were from Massachusetts. I was going to say there's no such thing as the secret Masonic thought police who will like follow you and see you talking to a Prince Hall brother and call you to task on it but then there are some jurisdictions that have something very similar to that actually so uh, i can't assume that florida doesn't have the same i can either black SUV that's been following you for the past few weeks yeah i don't need that i get in i get in enough trouble from all the whoever's i don't know like i honestly so i was talking to somebody and we were discussing what is actually secret. Like we have those few things that like, obviously that's secret, but what else is actually like, you can't tell somebody versus you can. And so I got the list of what we're allowed to talk about in Massachusetts. And it's one of those, like, if it's not on this list, don't talk about it. And then I sent an email to the grand secretary of Florida today. And I was like, so I have probably, and he was like, past grandmaster in like 1989 or something but he hasn't emailed me back so i'm probably in trouble again <laughs> you're gonna get it from your secretary again i'm always in trouble because the that's kind of what grand secretaries do if you send them something they won't reply to you they'll send it to your lodge secretary 
<laughs> you speak from unless you're like personal friends with them. Yeah. I don't know if you figured that out yet, but it seems like this has happened to you before. Yeah. Well, Nick, maybe you should quit shaking random dudes' hands. For the record, I don't shake anybody's hands. Also women's. She w- and I was like, hey, how do, I ad- <laughs> how do I address you? And she said some long, long title. And I didn't understand any of the words. <laughs> I was like. What are you with, like a clandy Eastern <laughs> star? What is this? No, it's was, just South Florida accents. And she was just like, <laughs> and she kind of left like, what's up? And I was like. She, she was like, recognize. <laughs> and I was like. And you were like, I do not recognize. That, that sounds like the rainbow girls that I know. Right. <laughs> I was like, right. wow, that was a lot of words you said. You must be important. <laughs> I think. But then I remember that one of my, one of my dearest friends in Massachusetts is uh, the most illustrious grandmaster of York Rite Masons of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. That's a lot of words. But he's just super cool, humble, like really big teddy bear that loves to give hugs. Does that, does that, does that acronym into something? (laughs) No. (laughs) So there's, that's the reason we number uh, the degrees in the Scottish Rite because nobody can remember all of those titles. Because all of them have titles. Like there's Internet Apprentice, Fellowcraft, Master Mason, then you have the Past Master and the Select Master and the, the I don't remember them all because, you know, That's, there's 33 of them. But we just number them, not to indicate one is superior to the other, but to just number them so we don't have to remember the names. In it, yeah. Plus, it's different Northern Masonic versus Southern Masonic jurisdiction. Like the 30th degree or the uh, the Knights of the White and Black Eagle of the Poor Fellow Soldiery of the Temple of Solomon or somewhere that's included uh, in there too. And it's like the that, heck? that is Are a long climbing? title. Let's just call it the 30th degree. <laughs> is that what? Because my 30th degree was called Knights of Kadash, I think. Well, so the Knights are the... The ones who put, I might have this wrong, so I probably should look that up before I say. This is really bad when you consider that I'm the commander of the Knights of Kadosh in our Scottish right now. <laughs> but um, it's, so the Council of Knights Kadosh is is the uh, body, because, you know, there's the four bodies of the Scottish right. And so each body owns a certain set of the degrees. And so... We usually call the 30th degree the Knights Kadosh because that's the only one you tend to see at reunions. Hmm. Uh, because the other 21 through 31 aren't usually done. Yeah. Uh, because the Southern jurisdiction only requires that the 30th be conferred live, the rest of them can be done on slideshows. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know you were in the Scottish, right? Yeah. So I was raised on a like a Tuesday or something. That's wrong, by the way, but I'm doing that on purpose. And like that Saturday, they're like, hey, want to join Scottish Rite? One day one day class, 32 degrees. And I was like, okay. That's a lot of degrees, and yeah. I only have three. Exactly. Yes. So I did that. You your money. That- they gave you a pillbox hat and a little yode ring and said, go forth and be Scottish. Yeah. Well, we didn't get the hat or the ring. 
But really, yeah. But we that did. Sucks. I think seven or I know we did more degrees than people usually do. I think we did seven or eight. Like it was a long. Like we got started at like eight a.m. and we finished way into the night. Yeah, we're we're doing one day classes now. Uh, when I went through, they were still three, and we're trying to bring the three day class back. Uh, because when you try to pack, even when you just try to pack the bare required degrees into one day, it's still a long day. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like you're just like, do you promise to do this? Uh, yeah, whatever. Can you email me this later? <laughs> like, yes. Whatever. But uh, I also have to fix something for you and all of the Masons everywhere who are involved with the Scottish Rite. Who say Kadosh and it's like nails on a chalkboard. It is Kadosh. Not Dosh. Kadosh. Okay. Thank you. Bruce, did you do Scottish Ray? <laughs> no, sir. Did you do York Ray? I've done no opinion bodies. Huh. What about you? Did you do York Ray, uh, Harlan? Uh, I did not, uh, for reasons that I've gone into before. Oh, yeah. So I understand that the religious restriction is just with the York or just with the Knights Templar, and they're the other two bodies that I could probably do perfectly well. And I may at some point uh, do the uh, do the council and the chapter, but uh, I haven't yet. And I, I just struggle to get the motivation to do it because I know I'm going into an organization where I'm not welcome into a third of it. Mm. it. It just doesn't sit well with me. I don't have any ill will per se. You know, it's kind of a go do you. But I'm actually perfectly happy in the Scottish Rite and it occupies what little bit of fraternal time I had left. So I don't even have room to do anything else. Right. Maybe I will when my term as commander is up, which will be in December, actually, and I can pass the reins to someone else. Because in the Scottish Rite here, and I think in most places, they're, they're two-year terms. So I have been in the line with the council for a long time. This will be my 10th year, or 8th wow. year, sorry, because I skipped a chair. Someone dropped out. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, and I have spent eight years screaming at people about Kadosh. Just so you know, I didn't single you out. I do it to everyone. Right in the middle of the degree, it's Kadosh. Yes, yes. Uh, well, one of, so the, when I was in my previous chair, so when I was the first sub preceptor, we were at the reunion and somebody, one of the new guys said Kadosh like during the reunion, even though in all of our rehearsals, I had like beat him over the head with this. So... We, we got to a part where we walk off the stage and like I was waiting outside the door for him and he, he knew he'd messed up. That's how much I harp on this was he like came out and then was dodging me the rest of the day. I, I think I might have scared some people at the time because I it just. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand when people from other jurisdictions do it, but I feel like if you're from our valley, you have heard me yell about this enough that you should know better. Yeah. I don't really know why I care. I tend to take small things and make them into really big deals. This is uh, one of those. Filling in that, uh, that secretary I, chair. I would actually rather somebody say compass in the plural form than I would to hear Kadash. Is it compass or compasses? 
It's compasses, right? All right. You know what? I think it's compasses. See, Nick, you think you feel bad for getting fussed at by Harlan right now. I knew all this was coming five minutes ago as soon as you said Kadosh, <laughs> and there's nothing I can do but sit here and listen to it. I think it's compasses. Uh, Is it the comp? Because it's one instrument. Like, it's one thing. It's the kadosh. Like but it- it's the kadoshes. <laughs> That's what we're calling them from now on. The squaring kadoshes. <laughs> but is it like... <laughs> But is it like tires? If tires are together, they're still tires. But you wouldn't say tire? They're not connected. They're not one thing. No, no, they're not. So, but no, I'm just from from now on. They are they are henceforth known as the Kadashes. That is that is what we are calling them. <laughs> That's a thing. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. Now, I'm going to put this into my head, Bruce, so the next time we do degree work, you probably don't want me involved in any ritual that uses don't that. Don't worry, thing. sir. I will never say Kadosh ever. <laughs> no, no, Kadosh, no. Or Kadoshes. Any, any ritual that I involves may start the, saying race, square, and Kadoshes, because that's what I'm going <laughs> to say now. Oh. And when, when people call me on it, I'm going to play the same card as Tony when he says Masonary. And I don't know. It's a speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. But have you guys ever been in the middle of a degree and a guy stands tall? He's ready to do his part. He takes a deep breath and he starts spitting all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm nailing every word. And you guys are like, what freaking degree is he talking about? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That happened once at our lodge. Unfortunately, the person in question was me. No way. Oh. I didn't get very far, and no one noticed anything was wrong because I was so convicted (laughs) as I was delivering it, or they weren't paying attention, but I like the former. Dude, Uh, we had... What? Huh? We had a guy, and do that, and then someone's like, this isn't the Scottish Rite, and he just fell white, and he just was like, uh... (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, so I've good. never got I've never got bodies crossed before. I've just got degrees crossed. Oh no, he had. You're not even hold, holding a sword. What are you talking about right now? Really awkward. Oh man, you guys miss you guys are missing out then. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen that at all. <laughs> we usually keep the now around here. It's probably because people are either doing blue lodge or one of the appendant bodies, and that's kind of what they do. So you don't really see them doing work in multiple places. There's a few people that do, but uh, it's almost to the point. Like I, I notice a lot with the Scottish Rite here that there's guys that I never see outside the Scottish Rite, and I know they're members of my or a neighboring lodge. Oh yeah, um, I mean the shrine is definitely like that, but I think the shrine's like that everywhere. Is most of the guys you see at the shrine you never see at lodge? Yeah. Um. At least that's how it is here. I have the impression it's like that everywhere. But the, uh, it, I think it's somewhat unusual for the appendant bodies to be like that. But here in our town, if not our whole jurisdiction, you, you do see quite a bit of that. Like, guys, that, that's just what they do. Like, I do the Scottish Rite. That's, that's what I do. That's Sometimes I go to my lodge, but I don't do any work there. Just, just Scottish Rite. Hmm. And that's okay. That's not a problem. 
I mean, wherever somebody can fit in and they're being uh, productive and um, strengthening I'm the craft. still on the quest for where I fit in. Everywhere I go and try to fit in, I just end up yelling at people about what they're doing wrong and then they don't want me to play anymore. I've actually spoken to quite a few people the last couple of weeks that wanted to know, <coughs> that asked, what do I do if I don't feel like I want to go to Lodge anymore? What? I, you know, you go to Lodge. Life. No. I mean, I don't think that's the answer. We don't have that's to go to Lodge. The answer. But I told them, you know, a few of them I've said, you know, start visiting other lodges, making some connections, and see where you fit in. But we're not forced to go to Lodge every yeah. month. That's what you just told them, was to go to Lodge. I go to a different it Lodge. It doesn't need to be your Lodge, but you right. need to go to Lodge. Go to Lodge. Yeah. Going to Lodge is a habit. And when you break that habit, it is well nigh impossible to reform it. Maybe for you guys, Florida Masonry meets twice a month just for blue lodges. And in my district, there's like my district is like 12 lodges. Yeah, there's like something any night. Like if I'm just sitting at home and be like, oh, I could still make this lodge. If Yeah, it's it's like that here. Um but just going to your own lodge, it, it's a it's a thing. And then the longer you fall out of doing it, the harder it is to go back because you're subconsciously worried that people are going to judge you for not being around. And then you kind of don't want to deal with it or you don't know what's going on and you don't want to get caught up again. Or, you know, you formed a new habit, like, I don't know, having fun on Saturday night. And then why would you go to lodge? So can't can't be doing that. You need to go to lodge. I don't know. What lodge? Just some lodge. Just go. Just some lodge. Or if not, at least just reach out to guys and be like, hey, do you want to come over this weekend and like chat? Drink beer and burn stuff. What? Drink beer? <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a district wow, That's lodge. one of my favorite things to do. Drink beer and burn stuff. It's one of my most memorable nights started that way. Masonically or unmasonically? Just generally. Uh, like sometimes I've got friends from Lodge that come over. Sometimes it's like college buddies, or sometimes it's just me when I'm alone and sad. Hmm. But I have like a, I have a bunch of trees in my yard, a giant brush pile in the backyard. So it's my idea of fun is crack open a bottle of whiskey and set some stuff on fire and watch it burn. Of course. Hey, how many brothers from your Lodge do you talk to? about non-Masonic stuff during the week or the month or whatever? I would say almost all of them who are active in the Lodge. How many is that? all got different things going on. How many is that? Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's probably about 30 guys, but, you know, it's not all of them all the time, but it's some combination of them. At different times. Well, we have the uh, brilliant idea to use Slack. It's a program called Slack, Nick. I don't know if you know what it is. Oh, it's yes. like a messaging Slack. service. Slack but is it's great. much better for groups. So say we've got 20 or so guys in our Slack channel. Um, so all of us are in the channel. And then anytime somebody you know wants to talk about something or says something or whatever, they just send a message in there. And then everybody gets that message. And <clears throat> we can talk about it. Anybody wants to pipe in can say something. Yeah, 
my mother lodge tried something similar. And then there are individual channels. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. There's individual channels. There's individual channels. Like, we'll have one just for our social club, and then we'll have one just for, like, say, the officers. Mm. Um, and then there are a couple other ones for specific things, but um, it's, it's a pretty cool thing, and I recommend every lodge do that because it's awesome. Yes, it has been one of the more prudent things that we have done in the interest of lodge cohesiveness. Uh, we got off of email, and since we've been using this, we, we don't email anymore. It, it just, it's been so much smoother. The adoption was kind of rough, especially with some of the older guys, but once they got used to it, it's, it is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, is there a cost to it? No, uh, not for, so there is, if you want some of the like really cool features, so Slack's designed for, originally it was designed, I think for development teams, like software developers to work together. But, um, so if you want some of the cooler features like integration with version control and weird stuff like that, you got to pay for it. But, uh, the basic one's free and it does everything we need it to do. We've got our channels. Uh, you can do you know file attachments and sharing and all of that stuff. But the best part is, unlike email, there, there's a non-repudiation thing that goes into it. So with email, somebody could always say, oh, I didn't get it, or somebody would forget to reply all, or somebody would get left out of the message thread. None of that happens in, in an app like this. So you know somebody can't say, oh, I didn't get that message, because it's like, oh, no, I, I know you did. See, I can see where you did and everyone else and no one gets left out. Um, nobody can accidentally copy someone who's just not even remotely related to the lodge. Like once we ended up with somebody's mother-in-law on one of our email threads uh, and she would be like, I'm not a Mason. Please stop emailing me. And then somebody would hit <laughs> reply all to the earlier thread. That's hilarious. Again, it was it was bad. Email was really bad for our launch. <laughs> Slack is fantastic. That's awesome. Now we got to look into it. Oh, yeah. also, we were using a app that you could brand a logo on it. I forgot. It wasn't that expensive. I forgot what it was. Group something. Group ahead. Group ahead. Not group ahead. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Something uh, like that. The monthly charge thing for a small lodge. They design an app with, yeah. Yeah, like, calendar and phone numbers and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, I looked into that. Uh, we elected not to do that. Uh, not so much because of the cost, but because it was <clears throat> it was another thing we'd have to show everyone how to use. Um, whereas Slack, Slack's kind of ubiquitous. Like it's so it it's a large third party provider. There's a lot of yeah. stuff that'll hook into it. You know that iOS and Android and even uh, Windows phones are always going to support it. You can access it through a web browser. You can even connect to it with an IRC client because oh. really that's what it is at its core is just IRC. Just IRC. That's really cool. It's a fancy, really fancy, super modernized version of IRC, but that's basically what it is. Mm. So like your Slack, your Slack domain would be like your IRC server and you've got channels and, uh, but we, we went with Slack just because of that, uh, it, Mostly being able to hit it from a web browser. We've got a couple of our older members don't actually have smartphones, but they have a computer. So 
you could just give them the link to Slack and it's like your lodge.slack.com and then huh. they go there and then they can use it in a very user-friendly way. Cool. Uh, it does not have the calendar thing, but yeah, we don't really use that anyway. Hmm. Uh, Bruce just sends out a message that says, hey, don't forget, next month is the Master Mason degree, so show up or I'm hunting you down. <laughs> so completely off topic, but I want it on the record. My brother is asking me to FaceTime with him. He's... Wait, why? Nobody... What? I'm totally doing it. Anyway, my brother's like, bro, you need to FaceTime me like right now. And he's never said that before in his life, so I would just like to go on record and say that he's probably going to tell me his wife is pregnant. Just going to go on record. Well, uh, congratulations early. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank Anyway, yeah, that would be a good thing. When are you going to start uh, pushing out Rugrats? Oh, I don't know. Hey, baby, Harlan wants to know when we're going to start pushing out Rugrats. Did she just say, um, no? <laughs> why did you, why did you, babe, I have a nice microphone. It picks up when you say, uh, no. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, sure. You're in trouble when I get off this damn mic. <laughs> no. We're gonna have to cut this shut. Yeah. No. It's gonna be used as evidence. This is Trump's America. You don't have to take yeah, that. It's Trump's America. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably a bad thing. In the future, uh, Nick, aim for the spittoon, not the mic. You don't want to get. <laughs> yes. I tell you from experience, you don't want to get spit on the mic. Okay. Ding. That's why we have uh, Bruce is the reason we bought these these mic filters. You can see in front of my mic. I have a pop filter. Yeah, he would he would well. Some people use them as pop filters. We use them because Bruce would come in with his can of skull and spit over the mic. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. That's great. Actually, anyway. this is uh, Bruce. I've got notice the cigarette hole. I do. That was not for me. I got Jason's pop filter. Well, I think by the time we stopped uh, recording there, like three of them had holes in them. Right, because he would put a hole in one and then use another one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I never noticed till we were talking about that, and then I my my camera comes up on my screen when I talk, and I saw the hole like because I can't see it from where I'm sitting, but I could see it on the screen. Mm. So, uh, Tony has been texting in. Uh, he's yeah, watching the show I've, live. I've been getting those two. Um, yeah, he's actually been blowing Who my Who sounds like she's 12? What are you talking about, Tony? He's talking about Nick's fiance. Oh. Where is he saying uh, that? How come I'm not part of this? texting me. It's in a personal text message with me and Harlan. She's I don't not even 12. understand why Tony, like, get on IRC or like come be on the show. You can be on the show. I don't. I don't think he can. He has some. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to violate HIPAA laws, but Tony's all, got all he me. needs is his phone. He's got he his some phone. real serious family stuff going on. I'm not, not sure. too serious to do this shit. He can step out in the hallway, hit the button on his phone, and be saying this to your yeah, face. Why, he could be why saying are you yelling? He's a pedophile to his face. Because it's absurd that he's doing this when we're trying to do the show. 
great. That's what conspiracy theorists need. First of all, my fiance is 28. See, he doesn't even know. 28. I feel like this is something you should know, Nick. I think you just messed up. Right? You just messed up real bad. And that will conclude this e- evening's <laughs> podcast. I don't know. She just what will be never ages right now. Just looks so. I don't angelic. have the right effects filters to make his screen go blank, like with with that static background <laughs> and static. like a beep. Beep. Uh, hey, hey! I sent her a really cute little message poem thing today from Atticus. Boom. Atticus. Okay. Well, uh, what I was gonna say is. Uh, we we have the best of wishes to the reverend and uh, and his his family. They actually do have a lot of really serious stuff going on. I think Tony just needed to text us for comic relief. Uh, that's why he's not here. And his wife would be less than thrilled if he actually jumped on yeah, that's the true. show from where he is. It's yeah. If he wants mm-hmm. to share that when he gets on the show, he can. But uh, coming live from the hospital. Yeah, actually, uh, it would be from the hospital, uh, but he's he's dealing with that. Um, so, if you do talk mm. to him, send him uh, your best regards and thoughts and wishes and uh, prayers. If you are the type of person where that will get us somewhere, uh, some of us should not be praying for brothers that we like. Uh, it might end badly, <clears throat> Bruce. So. Uh, with that said, I don't have anything else. Not that I had anything for us to start with, but I understand that Nick has uh, Nick has some some cool plans for next week. Yeah. So next week we have. Crap! I think I got him backwards. Oh, a brother uh, from Massachusetts who's a Johannite Johannite priest. He's also pretty. Uh, esoteric and all-around really cool guy and i know he has a lot of awesome stuff that uh that that he could teach us so he's going to be on and then the week after that we have another brother from massachusetts who's making rounds teaching lodges how to use facebook pages um both private and public and uh the what he's seen, how that's made the lodges better or worse in some cases, and how that promotes discussion and increases membership. Um, so yeah, that's going to be really interesting. I've I've heard him speak, and he has a lot of good stuff. Okay, good. Um, anybody not from Massachusetts coming up? <laughs> are there any other Masons that are? <laughs> it's like what a jerk. All right. Like, do, does, do, does it really matter? I need, where I need, you know what I need? I need that office button where it says that, that was easy, except I need to reprogram it and have David Riley say, we're the oldest, constitu- oldest constituted whatever on the whatever, and anything different than ours is wrong. Whatever. Um, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start associating that particular state with another state full of Buckeyes. Wait, which state? Florida or Massachusetts? Massachusetts. I'm going to start lopping them in with Ohio. Whoa, whoa. Because you know how we feel about Ohio on this show. Why are you going to talk like that, though? Like, it's just so negative. Uh, I mean, I wish it didn't have to be, but they they just do everything so wrong. 
They All right. wear their aprons funny and what do you mean? How do they wear their aprons funny? There's three ways to wear an apron. How long have you been wearing the sh uh, wearing? Uh, maybe it is late. We do need to end this. How, how long have you been listening to this show? We've been ragging on Ohio since like the beginning. Uh, but, but what do you mean so, their aprons are different? There's only so three ways to wear an apron. A fourth no, way. No, no, there are only two. Oh, sir. No, so what we what we discovered was in Ohio, uh, fellow crafts wear their aprons the way that master masons do everywhere else. And so we called them out on it on the show, like, and made terrible fun of Ohio for like two episodes before some guy from Ohio reminded us that the fellow craft apron style is something that we just made up. And really, fellow crafts wore their aprons like that because Master Mason was an honorary degree. Oh, goodness. And so. The, the joke is that Ohio is the only state that's doing that right, but because everything else we made fun of Ohio oh for, goodness. like yeah. now that's the, the running joke. I'm, I'm going to have to catch up all of our new listeners on the Ohio hate. We yeah. actually like Ohio sometimes. They were right in this one case, but they're still so wrong. With, uh, there's a guy that, you know how it seems like on Facebook, there's somebody who will post something like a Masonic blog every day for like a month straight, and then you won't hear from them for like eight months, and then they'll start doing it again. There was this one guy, I don't know, he's like, what's the highest degree in Freemasonry? And I was like, um, let me guess, the third degree, because it's not the highest, even though it's not the highest and whatever. And he's like, the fellow craft. And I'm like, I have no time for this. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I see you guys later. So, um, I tend to, I usually like to banter semantics about the Master Mason degree being honorary and then later it became required. But usually that's just me bantering. Like, I fully understand and appreciate that the Master Mason degree has been around long enough that it is a full and required part of the craft, at least in the United States and most everywhere else. There are three degrees to complete the Blue Lodge. That's just how it is. Three degrees. And yes. That's 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 just the thing. So at one point the fellow craft was the capstone degree, but that is not the case anymore. It hasn't been in the vast majority of the time that Freemasonry has been publicly known to exist. Um so since 1717, because I think the Master Mason degree was 1720-something. Anyway, with that being said, the Ohio does make a very good point with the... Uh, they make a very good ritual point, which is that fellow crafts wearing their aprons differently is clearly something we had to make up to account for the fact that there are now three degrees. So they're historically correct in their apron wearing. I will give them that. And nothing else. And we're not going to do it that way. The rest of the country is going to do things not like Ohio. That's the end of my rant. Thank you, Arlen. Yeah, yeah, you are most welcome. Ohio is uh, still doing it wrong. There oh, oh, and Lewis and the IRC is calling us out because while Massachusetts may technically be the oldest Grand Lodge in the U.S., New York is the longest continuously running Grand Lodge in the U.S. Oh, I'm sorry, our building burnt down and we went to war while y'all sat there and didn't do anything. Ouch. 
Um, is there any talk of Pennsylvania to be had here? No. I need to go do some timelining on early Grand Lodges. Well, I guess we're talking about Grand Lodges, not Masonic Lodges. Mm-hmm. But we could have uh, Robert uh, G. Davis come back on and tell us because, I mean, he wrote a book on that. Yeah, we, we, maybe we should because I feel like Craft Lodges, there should be an earlier one in Pennsylvania, but maybe not. I need to look this up. I will do that before another show when we discuss this again. In the meantime, uh, we're going to have to go because Tony is still blowing up my phone and uh, other people are blowing up other phones. So does anybody have anything cool coming up? Nope. Nope. Not a damn thing. Okay. Well, in that case, we will call a wrap to episode 162 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC where you can find all of these cool folks that we talk about and see the text as it's being exchanged at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. And uh, you can also find the link to the live stream, which is the only place you can find it for now. So get on IRC. And if you can't manage to do that, I guess the next best place to find cool guys to chat with is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Until next week, brothers. See you on the other side. See ya.